0: You're listening to She, a podcast for women ready to leave their mark on the world. I'm Nichelle Lawrence. As a wife and mom of four girls, I'm committed to empowering women in life and business while holding space for moms of color navigating pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. In this season, I'm sharing from my book, She, A Sister Girl's Guide to Overcoming Her Past and Pursuing a Limitless Future. Like many women, I accepted only what I was offered, living beneath my gifting and potential until the day I had had enough. I realize that I deserve to live the life that God planned for me, the life that was promised, regardless of my past mistakes. And now I show women how to get unstuck by pursuing passions, following dreams, and living beyond limits. I'm here to tell my story. Chapter 7, Returning Home The plan was not to leave in May and return in August. I didn't want a vacation. I needed a new life. So here I am. Going back home for the second time with absolutely nothing accomplished yet again. Everyone thought I was a failure, myself included. Returning home was so much deeper than simply changing my physical address. It was truly a humbling experience. Never mind the fact that I was pregnant, it seemed like the whole world was holding up signs saying, I told you so. I had no choice but to jump off my high horse and get with the program. When I came back to Michigan, I was still on my parents' health insurance plan, but that was set to expire around my due date. Upon my return, I went down to DHS looking for help. Not a handout. Don't get it twisted. I was four months pregnant and jobless, so I applied for cash assistance, health insurance, and the infamous food stamps. In the event that I was granted cash or food assistance, I had to agree to actively search for employment and utilize the Michigan Works program 20 hours per week. And since I was also seeking benefits from my unborn child, I had to agree to file for child support. The only exceptions would have been if she'd been a product of rape and or incest. Fortunately, neither of which are part of my testimony. The Department of Human Services represents the first time I ever truly felt ashamed about my pregnancy. I waited in the lobby for what seemed like an eternity. Finally, the caseworker called my name and began to escort me back to her cubicle. Along the way, I saw a familiar face, a former member of my church. "'What are you doing here?' she loudly exclaimed. I could feel the tears well up in my eyes, and I simply replied, "'I'm pregnant.'" Now, instead of taking that time to minister to me, give me a hug, or tell me everything would be just fine, she judged me. She didn't have to say a word. Her facial expression spoke volumes. Apparently, just that quickly, she'd forgotten that not too many years prior, she found herself in a similar predicament. She may be married now, but she's still a baby mama. Although that encounter hurt my feelings, I'm grateful that it happened. Less than 48 hours after filing my paperwork, I was able to call my caseworker and say, never mind, I have two jobs now. They were each part time and neither provided health benefits, but there was no need to continue pursuing cash assistance or food stamps. So about these jobs. They were nothing fancy. Considering I was still living at home with my parents, they obviously didn't pay the bills. But they kept me off of public assistance and allowed me to get the necessities. I'm not even going to sit up here and play like I was so destitute. I had and still have a major support system that extends far past my immediate family. But let's be real. There's something special about not having to ask anybody for anything. And to make sure that was the case, I opened that one job and closed that job too until I was physically unable to do so. A lot of days, I was unsure if I was coming or going. I wake up before daylight, get dressed and drive to work, stand on my feet several hours, ringing up customers, dipping ice cream and stocking shelves. After work, I go home and take a nap. After my nap, I change into my second uniform, drive to work and stand on my feet several hours, helping customers, answering phones and stocking shelves, eat, sleep and repeat. Although I was very grateful for both jobs, I was miserable. Every time I had to report to either job, I cried like my imaginary puppy had run away and been hit by a semi-truck. I knew there was more to life than what I had going on, but at this point, I was simply trying to survive. I wasn't the only one fighting for survival. See, while I was hustling to make ends see each other because meeting wasn't an option, he had the nerve to get stabbed. How selfish can you be? You mean to tell me I'm pregnant, working two jobs so I can provide for your child, and you decide to go to the club and almost lose your life over some foolishness? Are you kidding me? Some say it was over a girl. Others say he was helping someone else that was fighting about something totally unrelated to aforementioned girl. All I know is now he had a legitimate excuse not to work. So I kept pressing. Big Girl Panties Be careful when accepting help or advice from well-meaning people. Seeking counsel is well and good. I encourage it. But the only way you will fully know what God has in store for you is by seeking him for yourself. During my pregnancy, I had people who were unable to have children themselves offer to adopt my unborn child. This may be a great option for some. For me, it wasn't. There are consequences to everything that you do, good or bad. Had I gone this route, I'm sure I'd be the lady in prison for kidnapping my own daughter not a good look. I also heard, well, you know you have more options, right? In case you didn't catch it, that's politically correct for just go ahead and abort it. While I may not have had any standards when it came to sex outside of marriage, I am totally against abortion. This wasn't anything I was even willing to consider. At some point, you have to just pull up your big girl panties, swallow your pride, and take responsibility for your actions. At the age of 20, I wasn't mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or financially prepared to take on the responsibility of raising a child. I was still blowing all of my money on clothes, shoes, and accessories. Ready or not, it was time for me to grow up. I am so thankful for my parents giving me the appropriate amount of support needed to get on my feet. I can still hear my mother saying, This is your child. I've already raised my kids. While my parents, G-Dad and G-Mom, have always been ready, willing and available to chip in and watch their G-Baby, it was also made clear from the beginning that she will ultimately be my responsibility. You've been listening to She, A Sister Girl's Guide to Overcoming Her Past and Pursuing a Limitless Future. If you'd like to learn more about the work that I do or contribute to future episodes, please visit Nichelle.com. And of course, for daily inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Nichelle Lawrence. More than anything, know that I'm cheering you on. I believe that everyone has a story and I can't wait to connect with you to hear yours. Until next time.